Hey folks, Kyle here. Thank you for listening. Just taking another quick second out here and add on uh, my own show. Figure this is a good time to remind everyone of these shows I got coming up. I'm in Eureka, California. I'm in Portland, Oregon, Seattle, and Oakland, California, all starting actually next week. Basically some dates in there. May 16th in Eureka, 18th in Portland, May 23rd in Seattle, and May 25th in Oakland. Doing my show hard to say, uh, this comedy show I'm working on about living with trigeminal neuralgia. I've gone on and uh, on enough about it on here. I really had a, a lot of fun out in, in Colorado last month, and people came out from the shows, and that was it's the best. Seeing people out at shows who, who like the podcast is just the best, and developing this show about the very odd and difficult thing I'm going through has been a pleasure that is unexpected and makes me very happy, and I'm very proud of the show. Um, like I said, the, I've got those dates coming up, kyleayers.com slash shows. Please grab tickets now. Grab them while you're listening to this. Send it to a friend. Tell them to come out. Seattle, Portland, Eureka, Oakland. Uh, I would love for tickets to get moving a little bit. And so would the venues that are emailing me. And they're just it's going to be a really good time. I hope to see you out. Thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying the episode. Once again, kyleayers.com slash shows. Uh, y'all are the best. Thank you. The absolute the best. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, this is Never Seen It. This is the podcast where comedians rewrite famous movies they've never seen before, and we read their script. Today, Paul Danke is here, hilarious comedian who has a brand new album out. Paul is so funny. Paul has never seen The Bucket List, but he rewrites it, and we, and we take on his script. I mean, I can't believe we've never done this movie. This is this is one of those movies where we all... I remember the promotions being so huge, because Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson were in it, and, and everyone being super hyped. And then I, I also think I never saw it. But I remember a sky, the trailer, skydiving, who knows. Anyways, Paul is here. This episode is so fun. Adam Newman joins us as well. Paul's script is so funny. And we just have an overall good time talking about uh, the movie, my squeaky chair I'm in. It's a good time. You're going to love the episode. If you want video, I got video set up in, in my new studio spot. It's coming together. YouTube.com slash never seen it. We're there. Um, we're going to be doing a special thing on the Patreon this next month that can get you basically some free Patreon stuff. Uh, it's going to be kind of a special thing going on with a different platform that I'm posting on. You'll have to read the details over there. It's not quite all ironed out yet, but patreon.com slash never seen it. I hope you enjoy the episode. If you're in Los Angeles, I'm performing this Sunday. My show hard to say about trigeminal neuralgia, living with chronic pain, and that sort of stuff. Comedy show. I have Reggie Watts, Aparna Nancherla, and Jermaine Fowler on that show. Elysiantheater.com is where you get tickets. I also have shows coming up in Denver, Fort Collins, Boulder. I got Portland and Seattle, which I've never been to ever in my life, being set up as well. Maybe some Bay Area. Kyleairs.com is where uh, that stuff will go up when the tickets are available. And just follow me on Instagram at Kyle Ayers. That's your best spot to see when the stuff comes available. I'm so bad at promoting it. Please enjoy the episode. Please, if you're in Los Angeles or you know anyone who is, tell them about the show this Sunday, February 4th. I can't believe it's almost February. Uh, enjoy the episode. Elysiantheater.com. Thank you so much. Paul Danke has never seen The Bucket List. I don't know why I paused dramatically. Anyways, we should do like the podcast part of the podcast. Uh, Paul, you have never seen. This is, it's been a while since we've had 
such out of left field hasn't been on the podcast movie suggestion. I couldn't believe this hadn't been done. This is uh, this is I think the most referenced movie. The the ratio of references to having seen this movie is insane. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, did I? We should, it's the bucket list. We're the bucket list. The bucket list. Is this where that came from? I. It's definitely what made it like uh, colloquialism. Okay. I don't. I'm, I'm sure it existed as an idea, but this was the thing that launched it into like the conversation. It, I'm like about to start. I, I'm. I literally was about to ask you details about the movie. That was like my next thing. <laughs> I was like, so in the movie when they like, I like, couldn't have you believe seen it, it. No, I All haven't. Right, I haven't either. You haven't either. No, but it's exactly what you said. Uh, and I had heard Bucket List before. Uh, and but I mean, when is everybody this from, started like, using this it is, after that. Th- what one odd thing I found about this is that these guys are both still alive. Yeah, I'm trying to think uh, of who and it they is. made a movie about how they're both like about to die and Morgan have to do Freeman? full stuff or something. Morgan Freeman and, and Jack Nicholson. Okay, yeah, oh, all right, yes. Yeah, yeah. I knew Morgan Freeman. I didn't remember who the white guy was in it. Great. Well, we should do the script before we talk into too much of the the possible spoils here. Um, is there anything you want to preface? Um, no, Great. no. I, I think the story will tell itself. <laughs> um, I just remember this being a huge deal. When it came out because of the casting. Oh, I mean, yeah. Or very like, huge. It, this was like heat, but with like where, because uh, De Niro and Pacino had never been on screen together. Right. This right. was like heat, but with no weight to it. It was weird. It, just as the idea, the trailer for it, which I don't remember, uh, but I remember it just having these like sunny old people. Yeah. And it, it just took off. It just launched and never stopped going. And now I feel like it, every person knows exactly what you mean when you say that's going on my bucket list. Totally. People say it all the time. I actually talk to people because I have this show about this disease. Yeah. And I talk to people about bucket lists during it. And we let people like talk about what they have going on for theirs and everything. I think, I think it's not. I mean, it's nice for people to say, yeah, there are things that I want to do. It, uh, but yeah. why? Why? It is weird that it's a trademark or not. Tra- it's like a term. I. It is so. That is crazy. This is such a common term, and I think sixty people saw this movie. Yeah. How could it have bombed so hard and yet caught fire so? I, I, I don't, it's a great. I literally ha- one of my. Uh, or I. I have it in a joke, an old joke. I don't tell anymore. But I, I've literally like I've used it for stuff. Bucket list. Yeah. The idea. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. It's. It's everything. I don't know. It's like a way more popular vision board or something. You know what I mean? It's like if something invented that idea. Things yes. to do before you die. It's like a. It's a totally a, a thing we've all thought about, and it w- it's a it's a thing we all think about all the time. So there you go. It gave us a real easy. Uh, I remember this movie coming out it. and me thinking, "Oh, they're all gonna win Oscars for this," because <laughs> I was I don't know. It was like 2010 maybe it, or 2011. Um, I think it was even earlier. Than really? That. I think it was. I th- this was a, obviously a post Shawshank Morgan where he had the gravitas of you know that was un- yeah. un- unmatched and not matched since, and him going through this just felt meaningful. <laughs> 2007. Um, did it come out before or after 
Schindler's bucket list. <laughs> uh, after. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before and During, actually. After. That was the weird part. <laughs> Sorry. <is that? laughs> the weird part was same year. It was the real Armageddon Deep Impact sort of thing. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, the, uh, um, and the... Nicholson telling people to not see Schindler's List, I thought was a lot, especially how he emphasized not seeing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, also, by the way, when you described the trailer, I think you're the... No one has described Jack Nicholson as sunny in a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do remember there was because they're happy. They're pursuing mm-hmm. whatever this is. And it was just like, fuck yeah. you. Who cares? Oh, I was man. way too young to possibly care about it. I don't. I was, I guess, 19. And I just actually remember thinking, this is going to win so many awards. But really what was happening was two of the eight actors I've heard of are in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, And the only two actors both my mom and I know. I love when they make movies with a mostly old cast. I think it's really, it's usually really good. Right. This was uh, 80 for Brady, but in 2007. <laughs> yes. And before they started, well, now they make them all with this sort of soap opera filter where everyone looks very, it's lit so well that it is distracting. It's, yeah. it, oh, like 80 for Brady? 80 for Brady looks like shit. They do sometimes, the lighting looks like a SNL pre-tape. It, yeah, yeah. Where you're like, this is just, this is really just all of the light you can possibly have to make the shoot as cheap and fast as possible. Yes, Instagram, which works for, for SNL. One lighting setup. Yeah, I thought did wheel you see the when, sets in and out. Who was in eighty? Was when Jane Fonda had the dog face filter. I thought was a lot. I don't know if she was in eighty for Brady. <laughs> I think she is. I think she is in it. I did not see that one Um, either. Well, let's do bucket list. Let's see what you think it was, despite having never seen it, and um, cast it up however you'd like. Oh, okay. Um, Why don't um, I'll be um, I'll be Marcus, and Adam, you can be Bill. Okay. All right. And I'm gonna have you play Carrie. Great. As well as um, old witch. Great. And old woman. Uh, me, you will be the twins. Bill and the twins. And um, I call my what? eldos the twins. I can't just be one character. I'll be uh, I'll be Mrs. Cole as is well. It, is that because one looks like Danny DeVito and one <laughs> looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> yeah. I have a different I have a different disease. I, I didn't break this down. There's a bigger cast than that. Um, if anything else pops up, you can just cast it when we get to it too. Okay. It, like if we it's it's more than fine. I don't want to ruin any reveals. No, no, it won't. It won't. I'm having a nice time. It feels me, nice me in the too. studio. Yeah, I feel calm. It's been a. This is the least stressed I've felt in a while. I have had a good. This is gonna sound insane. I've had a good time thinking about the movie Bucket List all morning <laughs> without looking anything up. <laughs> I didn't want to look it up and like no, no. no of why would you? When you told me, which was you were like, I'm gonna do the Bucket List. I'm like, oh, that's. Thank you. That sounds so fun. And then I was just like thinking about the poster and the stuff I remember from the trailer. And just like, uh, I think I saw the trailer for the bucket list, like maybe at Zoo. No, no, Zoolander was way earlier than that. Yeah, that was like I remember going to a movie theater and seeing the trailer for Bucket List. What year did like, you say it came wow. out? Because I'm oh, seven. You were seven when the oh, bucket seven. List? Oh, oh, seven. And you said you were 19? Yeah. Okay. I was born in 88. I was 24, 25. All right. I'm older than both of you. You're older than both of How old are you? I'm 42. 42? I'm 41. Hey. It's not crazy. No, 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 no. We look fine. We look, I think, better. I think we look pretty good. I think we're holding up like, yeah. yeah you, guys gotta, you guys are really sound like you're describing the trailer to Bucket List. <laughs> no, I, I was working on a bit. I was like, I was, I was looking at my notebook this morning and I'm kind of working on a bit about, uh, 
uh, not not things you do before you die, but um, uh, like midlife crises. Because I feel like starting in like my late twenties, I started doing things that would be midlife crises. But I was trying to do the math on yeah. like when is really the midlife crisis? How long have I been rebuilding electric guitars? <laughs> <laughs> that was pandemic, man. Exactly. Pandemic was a you're allowed you're allowed at least two midlife crises I think that during we, the pandemic. I, we, I think you should just be allowed to like do what you did during the pandemic without shame now. Still, yeah, agreed. I don't feel any shame about weird. Yeah, hobbies. what did you pick? Did, did you what did you pick up? I just I started playing music more, which yeah. I hadn't done in a long same, time. Same, same. And and I don't I feel great about it. I do it every day, and I'm not gonna not do this it. age too. I was so glad because I don't. I mean, wives can be or girlfriends, wives, whatever can be very like you're gonna play this. And it's annoying to live with somebody playing practicing yeah, yeah, an so instrument all the time. Just play because they're they're always out shopping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so just play then. But uh, my she's awesome about being like you know she she's my age appropriate. Uh, wife, I know a lot of people. When my hair was on, they said I look like Chris D'Elia, but mm-mm, age appropriate wife. And um, you can cut that out. I don't need to keep saying that every time. No, it's fine. He helps, <laughs> our, he helps our SEO. But she, uh, <laughs> but things like that, playing music, and a lot of the hobbies people picked over are when you're getting older are great for you. I They're believe great brain things. that there's something to when you are not needing to scrounge so hard, you will pursue art. So in the pandemic, where maybe you can take a breath, it is a horrible thing that happened. But right. if you're able to like take a breath, and yeah, then like, you oh, died. actually, I like music. Well, if you're able to take a breath, it's a bad thing to reference, yeah, yeah. like enjoying COVID. Time. Oh, sorry, because um, they weren't able to. But if you, if, if I, I think there's something to like, it. I I'm not worried about where the, the next half hour is making money all the time, making money, making money, making money, right. getting by, getting food. People who tend to have a little bit of breathing room. We'll try and do something artistic. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel the midlife crisis thing. I feel like my life has been in crisis since two thousand one. <laughs> I don't feel like I've ever had like what happened that good, year. Just nine um, eleven <laughs> and and the obvious collapse of all things that were stable. And it's just been so apparently and obviously rocky and shitty ever since. It's, yeah, it's a difficult thing. My brother, who was two then. To, yeah. I mean, I didn't describe it to him then. I'm screaming at my two-year-old brother. Everything's changed <laughs> now, Trevor. But it's it is hard to explain as more and more people have were not around before it, let alone like cognitively like understanding no. what's going on. Is let me be the first person to bring up that 9/11 changed the world <laughs> in a bad way. I'm not the Bills coach, and you were in probably <laughs> middle school. I was yes. in eighth grade. It did it did redirect the Sopranos in a really thoughtful way. So I know you guys have touched on the Sopranos a few times on yeah, this podcast. All 9/11 episodes. Every oh. year we we drop one. A new tower every year. Uh yeah. Anyways. Oh man, and then they Tony eats his t- tower of gabagool. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> it was like almost a pun and then he yelled gabagool. <laughs> the tower of gabagool. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to overthink that. You got to think, though, <laughs> for this podcast, this is still one of the latest into an episode September 11th has come up. <laughs> oh, that, that feels nice. Yeah, yeah. So I have a small medal I pin on you. <laughs> Usually it comes up around 10 minutes in, somewhere between 9, 11 minutes in it mm, comes up. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay. Bucket list. <laughs> Wait, who did I say is I who? I don't remember All right. any of them. I'm okay. Bill and the Twins. You're Bill and the Twins. I'm Marcus. You're Carrie. Twins. I'm Carrie, old witch and old woman. Yeah. And I'm going to do Mrs. Cole as well as Great. Marcus. And if anyone comes up, like I said, oh, yeah. we can throw them in there. And you guys are both the twins. Okay. We're both the twins? Yes. There's it, more than one of these? Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, okay. It, it will, I it think will, we'll probably talk simultaneously, yeah. 
Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Um, great. Whenever you're ready. Uh, actually, yeah, yeah, whenever you're ready. Uh, okay. Exterior playground morning. Chiron, 1991. A gaggle of fifth grade kids surround a tetherball court. They cheer and taunt the players in the round. The players, Marcus, 10 but looks 12, holds the ball to his eye and glares at Bill, 10 but looks 8, who shakes off his knockoff Louis Tunes jacket, tossing the Rastafari <laughs> rugs rabbit onto the ground. Steam ejects from Bill's body. Carrie, the funniest kid in school and kind of buff, steps into the round. All right, all right. I said shut the fuck up. A hush falls over the pack of kids. This is the this is best two out of three. And since Mark, I don't know, I'm doing like Trump's hand for this kid. Uh, he's the funniest middle schooler. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah which means this is the best meanest two out of three. Yeah. And since Marcus is old looking ass already won one. Oh, Marcus throws his beanie into the crowd. They cheer and he pumps his fist. I said, shut the fuck up. These two are playing for snack shack punch cards for the last month of school worth an estimated $8. Carrie holds up a Ninja Turtles uh, sand bucket in the air, shaking its contents. The crowd <laughs> ooze. This is big. I'm going to eat your lunch, Bill. We're playing for snack shack punch cards, stupid. The crowd laughs and eggs the boys on as Marcus slowly realizes his intelligence was insulted. Marcus lunges at Bill, and they start yanking on each other's shirts. Carrie steps in and breaks up the melee with a patter of face slaps. Let's drop on the floor. It's fine. Irregardless, irregardless. Okay, now it sounds like Trump. Uh, <laughs> Y'all know these idiots were best friends in third grade. I don't know what happened, but this is hilarious. Now let's get it on. Marcus launches the tetherball with the force of a thousand snap bracelets. The ball sings just inches from Bill's face. Marcus now speedbagging the tetherball as it wraps harder and faster around the pole. Bill stands frozen. The crowd froths in slow motion as Bill's fate and snack shack money hang in the balance. The ball nears its final wrap. Marcus, wild with maniacal delight. And in the final moment, Bill slips a hard right hook into the tetherball. Sending it back. Mid-strike, Marcus realizes in horror as, bing, Marcus's hand strikes the pole. Immediate disqualification. He has lost round two. The crowd goes apeshit. Ah. That's the crowd. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> oh, wait, it's Carrie's line. It's I was Carrie's like really line. focused on being the crowd going crazy. Like I had read ahead to that part. No, you did good. And then I, okay. What? What? She runs around the circle, screaming. Ah! Marcus is furious. Bill stalks him with the now unfurled tetherball in his hand. In this moment, Bill is changed, determined, a tough little fucker. He pulls his small fist back and knocks the hell out of the ball, sending it right into Marcus's face. Cut to. The bucket is thrust into the air, a glow against the sunny California skies. On its, on its side, the sun-faded Ninja Turtles frame a list. A bucket list, if you will, of names and sequential years. In fresh Sharpie, it reads, 91, Bill. Chiron, 2011. Interior car dealership office. The now even more sun-faded Ninja Turtles beach bucket sits on a shelf stacked with car sales awards. Regional sales awards, national sales awards, the golden undercoat award for upselling the most useless features. <laughs> Bill, now 30, looks like he is really setting into his life of upper-middle-class luxury. He has a paunch, a bad hairline, and a Bluetooth headset. Bill checks his diamond-encrusted Bugs Bunny watch as he talks to a woman seated across from him. Her six-year-old twins are crammed hip-to-hip -hip in the seat next to her. I'd love to help you. I would. No, I will. I'm going to help you. Please, feet off the desk. Feet! 
With creepy symmetry, they lower their feet. Oh, thank you, Bill. I appreciate that. Our PT cruiser just <laughs> died out of the blue. Point of fact, no, it didn't. Uh, I don't know who advised you to buy a car with fake wood paneling, but... It was my husband. He was taken by their old-time charm. Ah, yes, old-time charm. Nostalgia is catnip for the masses. The dull herd of consumerist cattle pushing through the chutes to slaughter, only competing for a sooner death. Mrs. Cole is offended on behalf of her husband. Well, those are big words for a guy with a Ninja Turtles bucket (laughs) in his office amongst his... Awards for things he did in the past. Touche. Bill sees a worthy adversary and changes tactics. He stands and takes down the bucket from the shelf. My first victory. My most important. Do you see this? The list of champions? I'm sure your mother was very proud. No, my mom didn't care, but I did. I stole this bucket. I wore it as a hat to my fifth grade graduation. I'm sure everyone was very impressed with you. Oh, I didn't care about everyone being impressed. Just the humiliation of the one guy I hated the most. Do you have a nemesis at school? There are two of you, so you could likely overpower them. Uh, how kind of you to say. Well, I think you will be happier in the Kia Soul. Have you kids seen the hamster commercial? One of our, our hamsters, hamsters died. died. I'm sorry I asked. The, the other, other hamster, hamster ate him. Uh, <laughs> yes, true, it, it did. So we turned the commercials off. They are, they are hurtful. Fair enough. Anyway, I am going to need your husband here to finish the paperwork. Oh, he should be here any moment. He's getting off his shift at Long John Silver's. If if you'd like, he could bring you a plate for lunch. That's fine. Thank you. Fish, a bad smell. The door opens as a man in a wet raincoat steps in. Bill grimaces, noticing all of the water dripping on the floor. Oh, there he is. Marcus, honey, this man Bill is willing to help us. Removing his wet hood, Marcus locks eyes with Bill as realization washes over his face. And then Marcus sees the bucket. Bill sniffs, smelling the musty fish scent, and smiles the smile of the devil himself. (laughs) Cut to interior bus night. Marcus, Mrs. Cole, sit in silence as the twins, seated behind them, point to things outside their window. Slug bug. bug. They punch their parents in their backs. (laughs) (laughs) Over a Ninja Turtles bucket, I can chart all of my losses back to that moment. I've done nothing but lose ever since. Keep talking like that, and you'll lose your wife, too. Slug bug! They punch their parents again. New Beatles don't count! (laughs) It's just, if if it was my name on that bucket, then that would be my story instead of this opening ship Long John Silver's manager. He stares out the window. The raindrops gather and cascade. The heavens weep for Marcus. (laughs) Mrs. Cole takes her husband's hand in, in hers. I was beautiful. I was young. I was maturing earlier than everyone else. I was a head taller than little Bill. I was supposed to win. It was my win. I see. I do. And I, I love you, honey, but every game has a winner. Every game has a loser, but you can't let one loss define who you are. Ever since I, whenever I'm supposed to win, I lose, and I'm cursed. My name was supposed to be on that bucket list. <laughs> Mrs. Cole stares out the window on the opposite side of the bus, unable to get a car loan, Unable to discipline her shitty kids. (laughs) Unable to help the man she loves. The man cursed to be a loser. As the bus stops at a light, Mrs. Cole's eyes land on a billboard reading, Memorial Day Blowout, Kia of Claremont. (laughs) An idea begins to form. We've got to get your name on that Ninja Turtles bucket list. Shifting her focus from the billboard, Mrs. Cole now notices the little old lady with an eye patch seated across from her. A wish to change one's fate. (laughs) 
but I can help. Exterior, Kia dealership day. Glittering car lot streamers blow in the breeze. The red inflatable cactus man does his dance, as would be <laughs> Kia owners pour into the lot of the free for the free hot dogs and Huey Lewis tunes playing throughout the space. A Mylar balloon reading Memorial Day sale breaks loose from a balloon guy. At a chip and win booth where customers <laughs> attempt to chip a wiffle golf it's ball. so specific. <laughs> this, this <laughs> it sounds like an awesome event. I know it does. Dude. I'm like, like got really hyped. You're like, at a chip and win booth. I'm like, okay, let's go. I want to find out about this stuff. And like, I know none of us are buying Kias, but like, we get some hot dogs and play some games. Not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> At a chip and win booth where customers attempt to chip a wiffle golf ball into the open sunroof of a Kia Soul from <laughs> a strate strategically impossible to hit 40 yards away, Bill pats a customer on the back who just barely missed. Hey, no, that was close, but a rugged guy like yourself would be more comfortable in a sportage. Bill walks the man already hooked over to a Kia Sportage. They hop in and we see Bill pop the keys into the sweaty hands of the golfer. As the Sportage pulls out of the lot, a bus stops in front of the lot. As the doors open, out pops Marcus, Mrs. Cole, the twins, and the little old lady with an eye patch and several flowing scarves. Mrs. Cole exchanges nods with the twins, Marcus, and the old lady, a team well aware of their individual task. Marcus heads to the chip and win, the twins to the hot dog stand, and Mrs. Cole leads the old lady into the dealership. The twins exchange a look, grab the squirt bottles of ketchup and mustard. <gasps> Food fight! fight! The twins are blasting everyone within range and much of the merchandise with condiments. Three sales associates ditch their customers, chasing the twins through the aisle of cars. Uh, to the parents of the children spraying ketchup everywhere, please collect them. All sales associates, please assist. Marcus looks coolly around and shrugs to the salesman, now manning the chip and wind. The, the chip and wind. Uh, <laughs> fucking kids, right? Oh, I'm the salesman? Sure. <clears throat> Shit, I'm going to have to wash all of them. As the salesman bolts, Marcus produces a different golf ball from his pocket, and he measures the weight of the wiffle against his own new golf ball. <laughs> Cut to interior Bill's office. Mrs. Cole is standing on the counter of Bill's office, taking down the Ninja Turtle's bucket. The old lady produces from inside her tote a bucket of Long John Silvers filled with what can only be described <laughs> as bad fish. This better work. Fate is a game for the dead. Or for those who might as well be. You sound so much like Morgan Freeman with that old fate lady. Is a fate, fate is a game for the dead. Or for those who might as well be. That's pretty good. It's really good. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, All right, we're cast. He's the witch. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Fuck it. Mrs. Cole hands the Ninja, Ninja Turtles bucket to the old witch, who places hands on both buckets and begins mumbling in a trance. Mrs. Cole takes a step back. This is weird. Bumping into the desk, Mrs. Cole spots the candy dish on the table. The absurdity of it all tickles her. It's not that weird. She <laughs> eats the candy. Light bursts from both buckets. Cut to exterior dealership. Light pours brightly from inside the building. The patrons all freeze at the supernatural event. The Huey Lewis soundtrack dips like a distorted cassette. The dancing man sails slowly to the ground as the power cuts. Then the power bursts back on and everything back to normal. Huey Lewis sings clearly, If this is it, please let me know. The twins stop running and smile, delighted by the standoff with now seven car sales associates. <laughs> they happily turn over the condiments and skip away. Marcus coolly pops his golf ball off the head of the wedge. The wind now blows the lot streamers the other direction. The Sportage pulls back into the lot. 
In the brief minutes on the test drive, they'd been sideswiped. The golfer hops out, already yelling at Bill. You're goddamn right you'll take care of it. Thing's got a blind spot bigger than my ass. Sir, I assure you the other driver was at fault. Please don't go to my... Uh, please, let's go to my office. I have a mini fridge stocked with squirt. Well, I like squirt. <laughs> Cut to. Interior Bill's office. Bill opens the door, nearly knocking over the old witch who was on her way out the door with her tote. Ah, excuse me. God, cleaning people get older and worse every day. <laughs> <laughs> what a sentence. The, gol the golfer sniffs the air. I'll say it smells like Pike's Place Market. God, I hate Seattle. Who doesn't? The Supersonics? That Gary Payton is a... Bill trails off. As he takes in his trophy case, <laughs> minus one Ninja Turtles bu beach bucket, and in its place, a fly-covered bucket of long John Silvers. Son of a... Cut to exterior dealership. An associate doing that shitty car sales associate jog jauntily bounces back to the chip and win, to the chip and win booth where Marcus stands with his wife and kids. <sighs> Sorry about that. Your kids gave us a real, uh, well, th th that was crazy. Oh, something happened? The twins laugh. <laughs> Mrs. Cole catches the eye of the old witch eating a fish stick as she steps onto the bus just outside the parking lot. You really need to get a hold of your kids. This isn't a playground. His wife puts the Ninja Turtles hat on her husband's head with the freshly inked 11, Marcus. Who you are in the playground is who you are in real life. Marcus focuses his gaze, pulls back the club, and cut to black. End of script. Whoops. I just Thank think these you. for syncing with the video. <laughs> that was wonderful. As soon as the old witch came in, I'm like, this is going to be the bucket list meets like thinner or something. <laughs> Uh, beautiful, beautiful. We'll talk a little bit about the buckle list. We're going to take a real quick break. You guys read that great. I'm, I stumbled <sighs> over you. one. I always feel bad when Only I stumble one. over a line because there's like, you got one take. You wrote a thing that gets like one life, so I always feel bad. No, that's okay. That. There, there's plenty of places this will be applicable after this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah, that was wonderful. I could see Nicholson and Freeman playing all of the characters. Yeah, they would de-age them, obviously, to play mm -hmm. their Like Irishman selves. style? Exactly like Irishman style. Oh, my style. gosh. Their old 80-year-old bodies pretending to be nine would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I really... I went into... I saw the Irishman late, oh. like, well after everyone else had, but I knew where people were like, it's weird because it's Robert De Niro's body with the de face, like, stomping on a guy. And I was like, it can't be as bad as everyone says. And then I watched it, I'm like... Oh, this I am out of the movie now. Yeah, I especially with a guy with so much footage of him at that age yeah. when he was just a fucking tiger. Yeah, just strong and easy, and would yeah. just be easily handing out ass whippings. There's and like stompings. AFI montage reels where he's every single character being that age <laughs> and a badass. And now he's like, like couldn't look more like a wooden soldier trying to curb stomp somebody, and it's it was so crazy. Funny. Just have someone else play him, anyways. Um, the bucket list. I loved it. I don't know if this probably isn't what happens. I don't know what happens in the actual movie, but I like this. I think there's a rivalry, so I tried to on honor some type of rivalry. I don't know that there is I don't is know. I, what I, I don't do know, know about the bucket list is that I'm pretty sure Nicholson is rich and Morgan Freeman is like middle class, and they are both dying and go do bucket list stuff. It's probably, I don't know. 
You know what I mean? It was yeah. rich. It, everyone loved rich people a lot more in 2007. Well, um, I would say uh, modern television programming would argue they love it more than ever. That's probably true. Prestige television doesn't exist without the wealthy. You know? That is very true. I <laughs> we mean, have the, to tell rich stories. The, we did watch those rich people fight over a rich guy's company for five years. Yeah, and I loved it. Loved every White single Lotus. second of it. White Lotus is just rich. White Lotus is just very rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just rich people getting into antic. Yeah. Yeah. I love White Lotus, and I can't, I don't, I, I don't relate to vacations like that. Yeah, I definitely don't relate to a vacation where I don't have to particularly wonder if the card's going to go through. <laughs> like that's the scene that took me out of White Lotus when he hands over the card for the deposit when he gets there and doesn't worry. Yeah. Yeah, that's really odd. Like, oh, he's not even holding the other card waiting. He's not distracting her somewhere else and then actually seeing what the debit fee is. <laughs> that would be me at White Lotus, I'd be like, ah, oh, every time I every time I have to use the ATM here, I get charged with that and Bank of America charges me $3. <laughs> right. This is uh, it is expensive to be poor. Uh I I don't, I don't I think this was like a, I don't know. I don't know enough about it to confidently be like, I don't think there's really any conflict in this movie besides like them versus mortality. That's what I was wondering. I was thinking, okay, bucket list as far as uh, none of us having seen it. Uh, right. I always thought was, was the two old guys, you know, bucket list. We're all going to, we're going to go do all the things before we die. Kind of a feel good, yeah. bittersweet, whatever. But I was right. wondering what is the, what is the conflict? What are they? It's what pretty crazy that this was in 2007 and these were the two oldest actors and they're it's it's been 16 years and they're still <laughs> both just around being the two. I don't think either of them are really in things anymore, which good. No, Jack Nicholson retired from acting. Good. Yeah. Good. He had to. I mean, he's acting like he knows what's going on at a basketball game a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he's <but> there. <laughs> he definitely is there. I actually, this is such an inside thing. There's a guy that always sits next to Jack Nicholson at games who dresses very cool. Uh, I, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think we all know who he is. Yeah, Lou Adler. Yeah. Like white hair. Um, uh, like the coolest guy. looking yeah. guy ever. He like is. he looks like he's professionally Jack Nicholson's friend, but he's not. He's like a producer. Yeah, he produced the Cheech and Chong movies, uh, like some Fleetwood Mac stuff. That's hilarious. Just like a cool Hollywood. <laughs> Started the Roxy. Like a very Hollywood guy. He oh. looks like if you took Tommy Chong and Mick Fleetwood. I did a, uh, uh, I shot a talk show at his son's Malibu TikTok house. Oh, Cisco. Yes. Yeah, I worked on a TV show with Cisco. With Cisco Adler. I've been to I've been to that house. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Up a little weird gated like, situation. So specific. I mean, so this was such an insane situation. <laughs> this was like the most hyper LA thing I've ever thought of in my life. And I felt so out of place the entire time, like writing. And then you're just like, there's like 19 year olds that are like, yeah, I'm DPing my second A24 movie next week. And you're like, what? Like, Huh. And he's making that. It was some kid was like 19 working on that Jonah Hill skateboarding movie or something at yeah. the time. It is a crazy. It was the most. It's what like AI would convince a Midwesterner Los Angeles is. I worked on. I used to when I started here. I I early got into working on reality shows, mm -hmm. and there was a show about Cisco's band called White Star, which they were all celebrities' children. It was him and Roy Orbison's son and the other guys. I don't remember who. Who, where they came from. I believe that's Roy Orbis' son. <laughs> yes, Roy Orbis' name. Orby. Uh, he was great. Cool dude. And we, uh, it was... Boy Orbison. Boy Orbison. <laughs> this is my daughter, Roy Orbison. Daughter. Oh, he was a man. He was a full-grown man when I came across Boy They Orbison. all were. They, this was like, I mean, Cisco was, this is a, a Jamie Kennedy character. Yeah, I also like. worked on a Jamie Kennedy show. Was Cisco <laughs> part of it? No, but it was probably right before. It was with uh, when he was rapping. 
Jamie Kennedy's rapping show. Mm-hmm. I worked on that. Wait, what? Not yeah. the prank show. No, no. Before after the, the prank, prank show, show, after the prank show. He did was this BPS or after APS? <laughs> it was, uh, what was it? That was, yeah, it was afterwards. It was after X. Wow. And it was, we followed him going around rapping at all these places. And then we followed around this celebrity, sun celebrity band. sun band. To, we went to Las Vegas and we did, you know, all the stuff of them recording music. Were they good at music? They, they were like a straight ahead 80s, like in the hair metal genre without being too hair metal they they were they were like a good what you would call a, gr- a very good bar band okay like you know people would enjoy it but you gotta just then learn some covers and be like the best at that because there's money in that that's true i was uh this is also one of the most los angeles things that's ever happened to me was at a real housewives bar in orange county and yeah. a friend of mine was doing a birthday party on the beach with like a bonfire in orange county and mm-hmm. afterwards people were like this is right by where like his wife was like, this is or there's a Real Housewives bar where there's like notorious for like Real Housewives showing up and getting in fights. We should go, and I'm like, we should definitely go. Yeah. And I've never seen any Roy ha- Real Housewives. I've never seen any Roy Orbis wives. Was my. <laughs> was, I've never seen a Roy. We go to the Real Housewives bar. There's none of them there. It's pretty dead. But there's a Red Hot Chili Peppers cover band there that will not because they don't have the ability to play Under the Bridge or Californication oh. or Snow. <laughs> yes. And they have a sign that's like, we are not, we can't. Who We're can't not good enough to play. We're not good enough to sing or play. Like, they're like, we won't do these three. Oh and I'm like, God. this is so funny. I, I was like obsessed with them drawing a line in the sand at the three songs, you know. That and is very funny. That is yeah. insane. They were, I was like, I, I, I we're a Red Hot Chili Peppers cover band, but our bass player can't. I also slap. think they're older than anyone <laughs> in the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, uh, well, re- that's yeah. Fair. Uh, it was so they were just they're like the dehydrated. And then chili people peppers. be like, you re- every you'd see someone walk up, see their sign, be like, really, you can't do it, and they're like, we just we don't. Snow is kind of hard to play. I, I know uh, people. Ha- I, it's like I'm big on the the YouTube and TikTok. Sure, I think there's some a, stamina yeah. issues. But under the bridge was like I, I learned that in my first couple of years. Of it could be guitar. a singing thing. They ne- they weren't necessarily saying it's just because the guitar mm. player. And I was right. like, this is the most. This is the most I'll ever feel like I'm in Orange County. It's oh, like yeah. a restrictive Red Hot Chili Peppers cover band so at a Real funny. Housewives bar on it's, a weekday. It's out of. It's probably more out of reverence. You know, they just felt like it would be inappropriate <laughs> to touch the. <laughs> <laughs> it's too personal. Right? Yeah. Under the bridge is too, too personal. personal. Yeah. Um, well, hey, I don't know what the bucket. Uh, we don't have to talk about the bucket list. We can. We can. We I'm can just, find out what it's actually about. Well, nah, that well, that doesn't matter, does it? It really doesn't. That's the thing. In the end, it doesn't even matter. It just starts with one thing. What I knew. What I knew that it was about was about mortality and how we define ourselves mm-hmm. in our lives. And I thought, you know, for sure, the way we Interact with buckets defines all of us. <laughs> Depends on the bucket and the is situation, and it can define your whole life. and And that's what happened. What's in I, your bucket? Is this a kick the bucket thing? Yeah. Is that what the bucket list is? Yeah. Yes. Before you kick the bucket. Now, what is is kick the bucket hanging yourself? Oh, I never thought of that. That makes sense, though, doesn't it? But does anyone? Oh, like because oh, don't yeah. you stand on a bucket and yeah. kick it off? I never thought of it as killing yourself, though. I always thought of it as just things before you die. I'm just wondering if that just feels like where it probably came from. It probably it does. Makes sense. I, I assumed it was uh, depleting your reservoir of whatever, but I think what you're onto is is dark. It and feels accurate. like it could be like a Wild West type of thing. Yeah, you kick the bucket. Kick the bucket. 
It's catchier than shoot yourself in the face list. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a hang yourself list? The things before you must you do yourself? before you shoot yourself in the face. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dude, I got to skydive before I literally shoot myself in the face. <laughs> Buy bullets. I have to Wait see the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Buy bullets is like eighth on the list between Grand Canyon oh, yeah. and like take a train trip. You have to get to it eventually. Uh, but. <laughs> You're not finding I don't think they'll bullets. sell them to you if they know you're on a shoot yourself in the face list. Nah. Well, if you go to one of those, uh, you know, like a gun show, then they don't care. That's they different. don't care at all. Like, these ones are good for that. <laughs> uh, well, we got a couple games we're going to play on the podcast Which here before we wrap things up. Sorry. The first thing we're going to play, we're looking red button on there. This is called Before and Afters. Get ready to play Before and Afters. There's like a clipboard, if that makes sense. More thickness, easier to write on. Oh, okay. This is before and afters. How this works is uh, two movies have been smashed together into one. I will read you both the smashed together plot. Okay. You have to tell me the smashed together title. What was the one from before? Uh, Bucket Shin- Schindler's Bucket, Bucket List. Schindler's Bucket List. Mm-hmm. Um, so your description would be uh, Liam Neeson. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, a guy actually does what he wants to do before he dies. Ouch. That's nice. This it's Schindler's List the same, but he in pivots and, and actually goes skydiving instead. <laughs> He's like, "I will be right back." Yeah, <laughs> I really want to see a Times Square from uh, could uh, be from above. Totally fair. Yeah, uh, I mean that'd be a way to go if you're looking is just skydiving skydive. to Times Square yeah, with no, no parachute. parachute. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I thought that that's what uh, what's his name was gonna do when he was climbing that building recently. The guy Jared from, Leto. Yeah, yeah. He Ooh. did just climb. Was that here or was that in New York? I, I haven't heard of this. I think it was in New York. He just skate. It's funny. He just climbs like a six-story building here for attention. <laughs> Did you like, see Jared Leto climb uh, those new rent-controlled condos <laughs> in Los Feliz? <laughs> <laughs> he used the fire escape. Oh, he's all the way. To, uh, it happened so fast. Oh, okay. All right. Well, oh, he oh. just bought him. He's flipping him. Oh, oh, that's different. Uh, <laughs> man, there's also the, yeah. Didn't someone? Yeah, he did climb a building. Was that for something? I, just for I don't. I Is don't, it just a sick, twisted mind? Yes, it's all part of his cult. You know, just yeah. all part of like gaining power. He was trying cult. to be a few seconds closer to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty nine seconds. You guys are out of the band. These are my songs. He doesn't know how close it is. He's like, I just, I just spent eight hours doing something. I'm one second closer. Uh, okay, so two movies smashed together into one. Um, Thirty seconds to Mars attacks. That's not two movies, but we see where the smashing comes into play. I'll read the plot. You you tell me the title here. You're more than welcome to work together. Or compete against one another, whatever you'd prefer. Here we go. Number I'm one. I'm working together. I'm going to say that. Yeah, let's let's nail this. I'm not going to. After all that bucket list competition, I'm ready to team up. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to die angry. You know, <laughs> oh, it, it will happen. Oh, you're so right. Two guys want to take their basement public access show to commercial television amidst a sudden zombie apocalypse. It's definitely Wayne's World. And then Wayne's what world. zombie can we throw into Wayne's World? Yeah. Wayne's World War Z. There you go, Wayne's World War Z. Yeah, that yeah, was right. that was at least the accurate. That was the right answer. Yeah, yeah. there was twenty eight oh. Wayne's Worlds later. <laughs> 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 no, that's fucking funny. <laughs> Shit. Um, what are others? I, I we can think of a bunch of these. Uh, I, I say that very cocky without having thought. No, of no, no. Go ahead in real time. Oh, that's another <laughs> zombie movie. Uh, all of the, all of the of the Living Dead. So Wayne, Wayne, the world of the living dead. That's not even Night funny. of the Living Dwayne's. No, that's too oh, far. Man. No, let's just think. You can't play any dead Zeppelin. World War Wayne. Isn't that from Wayne's World? I haven't seen Wayne's World. 
You haven't seen Wayne's wow. World? That you gotta see. That one, that one is one that I'm you really should. you really gotta see it. Okay. Yeah. I watch it now. <laughs> yeah. No, we're we're ending early. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. Um, a thick, mysterious fog traps a father and son in a grocery store with Leonard Bernstein. Mm. Bernstein? Boy, this is um Is the big is the fog one the uh is it Bernstein not, or Bernstein? Does the, anyone know? I, I'm afraid Leonard to say Bernstein? what I'm. Leonard Bernstein. Steen? Leonard like Bernstein sounds right. Yeah, I okay. call Bradley Could, Cooper and I, ask. That's I, what I took. Oh, fog market. What do we call this? Fog market. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to call this piece of shit? Fog <laughs> market. Uh, okay, no, the fog one. Which one's the fog one? That's not. Is it the I, thick, I, 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 mysterious fog? Is that? Is I, I don't want to be fucking stupid. I know it's one of the. We just said fog market movies. and laughed at it a little bit. We so did. I think. It's okay to just say whatever you is want the to say. Is the the old fog movie is I I, I feel the dumb. Old I don't fog say, movie. Is it the, it's not the thing, is it? Is it the thing? No, that's the that's the Arctic it's a one. Shorter title. It's the Arctic one, which is the one where there's a. It's not the fog. <laughs> I think there might be one called the fog. There is one called the fog. I wouldn't I have used fog. I know that's what I'm saying. But yeah, that's why not, we went fog market. There's one that's like <laughs> as I don't know why I want, I want to make this <laughs> movie poster. If fog you're listening market. to the podcast, remind me. To Photoshop fog market onto the poster for this movie. It starts with the thunderclap of the water spray above the produce. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's good. The perfect storm in in Ralph's. Uh, what is that? Okay, what's the perfect second? Perfect storm in Ralph's? Nah, we got It's arriving when the bakery opens. <laughs> what uh, What was the second part of it? Someone's a thick trapped mysterious in a fog traps a father and son in a grocery store with Leonard Bernstein. Who, all right, what, with American trying? conductor Leonard Bernstein. Oh, so Who's oh. stuck in a grocery store ever in a movie? With famous American conductor portrayed by Bradley Cooper and Leonard Bernstein. Oh, the maestro? The maestro. So it's, uh, okay, so that's a good place to start. Now, what's the fucking Fog movie? Mice Kroger. Mice Kroger. Mice Kroger. Yes. Ralph Stroh. Um, God damn it! I know I I I'm just it's driving me crazy that I can't think of marijuana stro. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this: it's the name of a movie and not a Los Angeles-based grocery store. Well, if that eliminates anything you're thinking, we are looking King for Ralphs. King Ralphs. <laughs> no, but so, one of the movies is a Stephen King Ralphs. Oh, and I'll give you a hint: it's not Maestro. <laughs> is, it, is it like a mist mist is or something where there's been the nuclear winter? Mistro. The Mistro. Mistro. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> Did you know it, Jake? He's like oh over my here, like God. stressed. <laughs> I was trying to think of a fog right. movie that I. I ah, All right, Paul's there, ahead five to four. There's no wrong answer. <laughs> That's what I'm feeling. It's five to four out of ten. I guess it's five to five. <laughs> I'm glad Paul's winning. It was, it's all about what you contribute and what directions. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> two dolls leave their colorful, seemingly perfect world, piling into a motorhome and heading on a vacation to the real world. Mm. It's got to be. Barbie and uh, what's the second? Can you re- repeat the second part? Two dolls leave their colorful, seemingly perfect world, piling into a motorhome and heading on a vacation to the real world. That's a Toy Story four. I feel like is it? Yeah, they're in an RV in Toy Story four. Okay, I was thinking of uh, what's the other one that had a? <laughs> but I don't. They're going. I don't to know why it's so funny. <laughs> like, oh, they're in an RV in Toy Story Four. I don't know why that's so funny to me. I guess they are. They they're also the, in an RV in a. They meet the spoon, the spoonula. No, the spork. Oh, sporky, sporky. Yeah. RV. 
One thing that happened to Pixar oh, when Disney engulfed it was the addition of uh, ridiculous side comedy characters like a Sporky. And I like Sporky and Toy Story 4, but you know what I mean? That's a very yeah. Disney thing to be like, everyone looks the same except the dragon talks. Is it Bar and V? Bar V is correct. The Bar V movie. No, that's not it either. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. All right. Three points for Adam, two for Paul. Either way, you were for Toy Story Adam. four. Is that where you got points for? For just saying <laughs> he, another movie with RV, RV in it? a bunch, but just referencing. The, I did the, RV the Robin Williams yeah. film. RV. I thought you said RV. Oh no, you said uh, no. That would have been me saying the answer. Yeah, what did you say in a minivan? Uh, motorhome. Motorhome. <laughs> Next one. We did the misdrush across the now. If I get one of these right, it's going to be. You're only down by one point. A family takes in a homeless black teen and helps him become both an NFL lineman and a pretentious wine snob slash struggling writer. The Blind Sideways. What? Yeah, that was good. Oh, that was, that that was great. Was, you know, I feel like that two can... of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? This is a movie's full of my favorite ways to talk to people. You go on Letterboxd and it's just me raving about <laughs> The Blind Side. <laughs> you know what Sideways lacked was Sandra Bullock yes. fixing him. Yeah, <laughs> she could have. And the real life him. family exploiting him, which I think <laughs> came out right. Didn't they? Something came out he that did, the yeah. the, uh, uh, the actual person, the actual football player, like wasn't making any money off. Oh of my it. god, that's like a real like flowers for Algernon situation. If you're you're familiar with that book, yeah, the guy just like going through the scenario, living your life. It's an incredible story. It gets turned into a story. Oh, that was incredible. Then you watch it and you're like. Wait a fucking minute. <laughs> Can't wait to go. Yeah. Was I say What the fuck is happening? You're looking at your mom and she's waving at you. You're like, I fuck, I'm going to murder this. I, once they like re brought up everything, because it recent, Michael Ower, I think is the football player's name, the NDA or whatever ended. So he started bringing up, hey, they screwed me out of a lot of money. And he's like, he's like, hey, they screwed me out of a lot of money. Also, the way I looked in the movie made me look disabled. <laughs> like, yeah. like, except he used a word I'm not going to use on the podcast. But I think if you're using it about yourself and how you're depicted, I'm not going to be mad at him. And he was like, I don't, I wasn't able to really talk about it that much, but my God. Yeah. Uh, they made it look like I couldn't read. Horrible. Anyways, next one. Uh, after moving to a new town, an 11-year-old girl contemplates life, friendship, and more, connecting with her mother, grandmother, and the prehistoric reptilian king of the monsters. It's got to be something with Godzilla, right? This feels like Beetlejuice. It feels like half of the plot to Beetlejuice. No. After after moving to a new town, an eleven year old girl contemplates life, friendship, and more, connecting with her mother, grandmother, and the prehistoric reptilian king of the monsters. Yeah, Godzilla. Well, 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 okay. It's like what is it? What's a movie that has God in it? Oh, uh, are you there, Godzilla? It's me. Is that good? Margaret? Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> I didn't know. That was good teamwork. <laughs> good, that's good teamwork right there. I'll give Ball yeah. all five points. <laughs> You're like, I'm just, I'm just guessing. I don't it's, know that. It's I currently 13 to 12. I haven't seen that movie. Or don't, I didn't write that. I did watch the too. new Godzilla, uh, the, the show, though. On Was it on Apple with uh, Kirk Douglas and his son are both in it? Cool. It was pretty good. What, uh, it. There's a lot of Godzilla content going around these days. Yeah. I think great. 
Godzilla yeah, yeah, it's a, is huge a timeless character. I mean, you're just like, what's this one about? Because if it's the same stuff, I love watching that. Because if it's a giant thing coming out of the fucking ocean, destroying things. Yeah. Whoever yes. was like, have him fight King Kong. Great. Ugh. Great meeting. Yep. Just and now there's the more monsters fight. in the radiation monster universe. I think there. Transformers yes. even has a King Kong in it now. Really? Oh, I yeah. think one of the Transformers is a King Kong. Well, the, yeah, there was a the animal transforming element. To That's really funny to me. Is I hope a, like I hope at one point one of the trees has been a transformer but can't do much. <laughs> is it a Kia Kong? King Kong? Because it's a car King, that they transform. King Kong? I always think Kia about Kong? with the Kia Soul in particular. You know Lizzie Cooperman. So funny. She yeah. has a joke about how, because she had a Kia Soul, and she's like, I fell for the fucking hamster commercial. I'm <laughs> the one. <laughs> and then she went and bought a piece of shit color. That's uh, so funny. Uh, final before and after. It's 13 to 12. It all comes down to this. A curmudgeonly instructor at a prep school remains on campus over holiday break with a troublemaker student, and the two venture off to the World Arm Wrestling Championship. Okay, so it's something over the top. Yeah, this was another... Uh, this is another Paul Giamatti vehicle. Is it? I think so. <laughs> Over the top. <laughs> yeah. oh. Kia? What if a Kia was a Paul Giamatti vehicle? <laughs> Paul Giamatti. All right. Okay, we're having um, a good time. We're getting to over the top. We know that. Yeah, okay. So over the top. So what's a what's a the curmudgeonly movie? instructor at a prep school remains on campus over holiday break with a troublemaker student and the two venture off to the world arm wrestling championships. Not finding Forrester. I had a feeling you would both know. One of these two, and is it would be the same one, and we'd be exactly here. Is it yeah. Finding Forest Over the top? Finding Forest Over? <laughs> I think finding it just Forrest came out. Oval this Redenbacher. is a recent I'm trying to Giamatti a, film. A Giamatti, I'm not. I'm not or is this a. It's not Curm- a Deadpool. You say curmudgeon, Paul Giamatti comes to your head immediately, so I do understand You're, that. You are correct in all of your okay. instincts yeah. here. But we just don't know the name of this fucking. So movie. something over the top. It's all over the top. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> maybe it doesn't start with maybe the movie doesn't end with over it ends with like rover this movie, movie was nominated for an oscar like four days ago a few of them i think mm, man starting over the top. we're looking for the holdovers the top uh, yeah yeah, yeah. if you that. didn't know it you don't know it that's no. what it, that's what it comes down to with that one no i stopped watching entertainment tonight 20 years ago so i'm, I'm just not <laughs> up on my entertainment we're looking for the holdovers <laughs> the top um all right coming into our last game here it is 12 to 13 this game they're going to play is called build the perfect movie oh okay it's the orange button i think yeah i need my computer this build a perfect movie how this game works is I'll give you a category. Okay. You each need to pick two movies from that category whose Rotten Tomatoes score add up to as close to 100 as possible without going over. Oh. So uh, if I said Robin Williams movie, you could pick RV, which is a 24%, mm-hmm. and Happy Feet, which is a 76%. There's a perfect 100. Yeah, okay. You can't go over. So there'll be you'll each pick your first movie, then we'll review the scores, and then you can pick your second movie accordingly. Oh, okay. Um, let's do... Movies that start with the. I was trying oh, to think okay. of something that the bucket list works with. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll do movies that start with the. Uh, who is winning? Paul, you're winning 13 to 12, so you can pick first. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Another movie I thought about doing. Great. Adam, your first movie? My first movie is going to be The Big Lebowski. 
but I have a feeling it's going to be really high, which is going to mean yeah, I need trouble. to find a real shitty one. The Big Lebowski is an 80%. Okay. Wow, underrated. The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants is an 82%. Wow. <laughs> I, I always mean, thought funny. it was 2% it's better than my favorite it, movie. I always thought it was milk better. Um, yeah. Wow. It is funny side by side. If, oh, my God. You know, it's... it's, it's this uh, is hard. I, I'm trying. That is I, I'm so. Hard. So, so uh, uh, Big Lebowski is more to make up, so you'll pick first, Adam. I need a few minutes. <laughs> Great, that's fine. Is it another the movie? Is that another the, the movie? Uh, so you're looking for 18 percent the, the work, and you're looking for 20 percent or less. No, I need Adam. a bad the movie. Okay, I, I think I got a bad. Okay. I'm gonna go with the Great White Hype. I believe that was a Damon Wayans boxing movie that uh-huh. sucked. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it might have been better. Okay. 20% is a low okay. movie. Okay. I'm going to go with The Man in the Window. The Man at the Window? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or The, or the, the, the a Man a, by the Window? I think it's a Johnny Or The Depp Woman movie. in the Window. Who? I think it's a Johnny Depp movie. The Man oh, the uh, Secret Window. Okay, all right. I'm thinking, all right, The Secret Window. Is it called Secret Window? I'll, I'll think of something that starts with the the. It is not called The Secret Window. Fuck me. Okay, here we go. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about The Secret Life of Pets 2? Oh. That must have gotten up. We really walked our way into a potential good answer here. Yeah. <laughs> um, here we go. The Big Lebowski is an 80%. The Great White Hype is a 42%. Ah, man. Uh, the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants is an 82 the Secret Life of Pets 2 is 60. Wow. It's 60. Guys. I don't know anything that would be a the. That would be The Cobbler. The, the Adam Sandler movie. Oh, yeah. The Adam Sandler movie? Is that the name of the movie? The Cobbler is a 10%. Oh, my God. Um, but that's a little bit of cheating because I just think of what are some recent Adam Sandler movies and did any start with the. Wow. So that's genius. You really retro um, engineered that. The Retrofitter, I'm sure, is another. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there can be one of those in Hawaii, I'm sure Adam Sandler's played one. That was uh, challenging, and I really am, I thought the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants would receive a far lower score, but America Ferrera is in it. And we will now. Let's, uh, you know what? Let's do oh, Adam Sandler movies. We'll do one category to try and get someone to qualify here. You can't use the cobbler since we know it's a percentage. Okay. But the new category is Adam Sandler movies. Two of them as close to 100% as possible without going over. Adam, you'll pick first on this one. Okay. Um, let's start with Big Daddy. Pretty high. It's a hard like Google for me. I'm going um, to guess this is going to be around a 60 to 70. Okay. Yeah. I'm but gonna, I liked it. I'm going to go click. All right. Click is a 34%. Okay. Wow. I thought it would be a little higher. I thought it would be higher than that. Yeah. It was really bad. Big Daddy is a 39%. What? what? Big so Daddy was legit. I was legitimately funny. Charming. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember Big Daddy came out in 1999. There weren't that many critics, and a lot of people didn't like watching kids piss. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. It actually uh, b- broke down a lot of barriers. For uh, kids yeah, it really did. It eroded them slowly over time. <laughs> the, uh, I just have no urine. idea where Adam Sandler movies are going to land it's on this. Because our age group, we're, we're a weird. Like it, for me, Billy Madison or, or Happy Gilmore are just like, get, put them in the 90s. But these are like, at are. this point, the only film reviewers were like 16, 50 year olds. Right. Yeah. Versus now where you can get like, you know, like I bet Big Daddy has. A thousand reviews, maybe, yeah. but a movie that comes out now will have like twenty five thousand reviews. Man, um, I'm actually gonna look at that. So, click thirty four. Paul, you pick first. 
You're looking for a, a 66. Adam, you're looking for a 61. Big I, Daddy only has 94 reviews. Wow. I think I think uh, Punch Drunk Love, considering the era of reviewers, yeah, I think that this might be in a good spot. Okay. You know, I'm going to go with just a classic Sandler movie that everybody loved if they love Sandler. So let's just go with Billy Madison and hope it got a 40 or a 50 or something. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Click is a 34%. Punch Drunk Love, 79. Fuck! 79. Wow. The wow. P.T. Anderson lift to that. I, I I know, but I really thought that the, the Sandlerness of it yeah. was going to tank it further. I do love that movie. It's great. I think Philip Seymour Hoffman will give you 50%. And, <laughs> and then, so after that, it's like, what does the rest add up to? You're right. Um, here we go. Big Daddy, 39%. Billy Madison, 40%. All but right. at least you qualified. Yeah. Hey. Congrats. There you go. Thank you. It all feels lukewarm. What did un- what did uh, funny people get? They don't actually have any more movies up. Ah. Um, <laughs> when you look up funny people's Rotten Tomatoes, it's a 69%, but it says 80% for the first two hours and 40 minutes, <laughs> and then a negative 11% for the last hour and so a half. So fair. So sad and um, fair. I've actually, I mean, we're done, but I've actually talked to people about, like, it's a pretty great look. If, oh, so someone someone hit me up because they're writing a, a show about stand-up comedy, and they want to be like, is this how a relationship works? I'm like, there's like a good hour in the beginning of Funny People that shows pretty nice fledgling comedy relationships. Yeah. And yeah. then Eric Bana's in it eventually. Yeah, and that just, you're like, <laughs> and it like, it's like, then it goes off the rails. But I'm like, this is like a, like all comedy things, they everyone gets succeeds too fast. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's really rooted in the '80s idea of what stand-up comedy was. Yeah, at least it has no. It, I remember it was sort of happening as I was starting out in comedy, and I was like, I don't, I don't, nothing, none of this is how it. The works. only thing that made sense was couch sharing. Yes, and then sort of like kind of not the funniest sets at like shows at the comedy store, or the improv, or wherever it was. Yes, but I do agree. I think there's something so romanticized about like. Every stand-up thing, even like Crashing, which I think is newer than Funny People, he's like a warm-up comic for a daytime TV show like a year in. Yeah, you're like, yeah. no fucking like, way. That gig is so impossible. It's so hard to right. get. Right, the person who has that gig is 70. Right. The person who has that gig is uh, Seth Herzog, who's been doing it for 30 years and knows everybody. Like, yeah. he's the guy that gets that gig. Anyways, Funny People. And I like that. I'm, it's funny. It's nice that it's the funniest percent. Yeah. Yes. I think that's that thoughtful. Is Thoughtful. Um, well, hey, that's it for us here, Paul. Thanks for having never seen the bucket list. Oh, my pleasure. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna keep never seeing it. Thank, oh, that's what we like to hear. Yeah. That's what we want to happen. Uh, let that's everyone know where to find you. Let everyone know about the album and and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, you can find me everywhere at Paul Danke, D A N K E. I just put out an album with a special thing records. It's got uh, Hour of Stand Up. I recorded up at Savage Henry Comedy Club, and there's two songs on it because fuck me because <laughs> yeah. i decided to start That's doing great. that too yeah i fucking did I love that, that too i think it's I, love it. I think it's fun just to throw all of your all of your stuff out there and just let yeah. let people deal with it uh feel free to like it or feel free to not like it <laughs> i couldn't care less <laughs> uh thank you adam anything you want to let people know about uh that? very similar to paul i have a my i, I got a new special coming out march uh, it's not even announced yet, but it will be March 22nd, and nice. uh, we'll announce it in a month anyway. But it also, I threw two songs on there <laughs> because yes. of the pandemic. I got Great. bored and wrote some songs. So that and the Pussy Boys podcast. That's all Z's, everybody. Pussy Boys. It's about cats. 
It's about it's about dudes who like cats. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much. I got to give a shout out real quick on the before and afters. Some of these titles were written by people on the Discord for the podcast. Masubi, Awesome Unicorn, Scott's Alive, Hurdle Dude. Thank you for those titles. If you want to get on the Discord and play before and afters against a robot and talk to people who like the podcast, go to fart.kylairs.com. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. That's it for me here at Never Seen It. Thank you so much to Paul. Thank you to Adam. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Find us online at Kyle Ayers, K-Y-L-E-A-Y-E-R-S on Instagram uh, and see these tour dates coming up. Hope to see you in Los Angeles this weekend. Have a wonderful day.